friends. Welcome back to our 10th podcast. My name is Sherman. His name is Sherman. It's Sunday afternoon, November 15th, Master's Sunday. Great to be uh, back together with you, Sherman. Uh, you out in L.A., of course, and uh, I'm uh, in the northern suburbs of Chicago. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thanks yes. for the intro. And, and it is, as we know, a podcast by Shermans, for Shermans, and all of you interested in Shermans. Yeah, and probably some of you who aren't. You're just going to have to <laughs> listen to it anyway, so sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the 10th episode, so it's my turn to choose a piece of pop culture, shockingly, staying with a song. And as it is, as this episode's you know, functioning as our Thanksgiving episode, because I guess, you know, we're doing holiday episodes now, I am going with a song you introduced me to, once again, um, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant Massacre. Um, he, Arlo Guthrie, is obviously the famed Woody Guthrie's son. And so this uh, little background on this song it's the title track to his 1967 debut album, Alice's Restaurant. It was actually made into a movie in 1969, which was, I'd say, relatively well-received, where the man himself, Arlo Guthrie, starred in it. And it's a fascinating song because it's it was a single, if I'm not mistaken, but I believe it was, if not, again, his lead track. And it's roughly, depending on you know, the version you listen to, 18 and a half half minutes minimum, I'd say, um, for the shorter versions. Uh, You know, I know they're 19, 20-minute versions. Uh, And it is, uh, it's an anti-Vietnam song, um, and it's very funny, um, and it's deadpan, and it takes you to a a host of places. And I actually reference it... uh, I'd say not frequently, but enough where I have it. You know, I could say I reference it, and no one ever gets it, which is fine and understandable. Um, you know, I reference small parts from an eighteen and a half minute song that a lot of people don't know. But is it played on most radio stations, or is it just like XRT, which I imagine is how you listen to it on Thanksgiving? Right, right. It, it, um, well, at least it's become a family. Uh, uh, really, uh, one of the highlights of Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I haven't uh, been back to Chicago for Thanksgiving since moving to LA, and I listen to it every year by myself um, because it's well, it's fantastic, and yeah, it's a family tradition of sorts. Yes, and and yeah, keep it in theme with the today, a, a tradition unlike any other. Exactly. So, um, I, I, yet again, Sherman, a wonderful, wonderful selection. It is a, uh, and uh, I'm I'm quite sure that I would have first learned about the song and listened to the song um, through my uh, um, older brother, Tom, and and his music choices that just uh, infiltrated, and uh, which I'm very. Uh, grateful for um, my my music uh, listening uh, appreciation and tendencies so uh, great great call and uh, 
yeah, get out there, friends, and and uh, take take slow down if you can. Take the nearly twenty minutes and and enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, that's a great song. Um, and uh, you know, it's I think you know if I remember correctly, it's based on you know like movies based on true events, and then probably uh, some uh, artistic license. But yeah, I mean, everything you hear in the song is true, either kind of historically speaking for the United States, or uh, I know a lot of the song is basically inspired by what happened to him, again, with some license to it. So that's that's all I have. So again, the pop culture song or reference for this episode is Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant Massacre, commonly known as Alice's Restaurant from his 1967 album, Alice's Restaurant. So uh, that's all for, for now, for that. What do you have on your mind, Dad? So thank you, Sherman. Um, just uh, recently I was uh, invited by dear old friend Dick um, uh, to a local golf course uh, as, as his guest, and uh, it, it's got some very, uh, very tra- tradition-laden uh, uh, course and in fact um, the short version name of the course is Babo that's kind of the common local reference and uh, it's a it's a it's a wonderful course and uh, uh, great great experience out there anytime I'm lucky enough to get out there with with uh, Dick and uh, so but the, the course itself uh, has has a meaning in well for me and um, I guess everyone else down the line in our family that being you and your sisters and your mom because um, uh, my my mother had uh, your grandmother had the nine of us all cesarean all scheduled which was unheard of back in the fifties and sixties to have nine cesarean when that was a major surgery. Um, but she kept um, coming back to the, the OB every year for, for a period of time there. <laughs> and um, so my mom loved to schedule our birth around uh, days that were meaningful to her um, and, and dad. And uh, in fact, right now, here we are on November 15th. This is my sister Alan's birthday, so happy birthday, um, my dear uh, youngest sister and sibling, Ellen. Um, but my mom, for instance, scheduled two of my siblings' birthdays on November 24th. That would be my brother Tim coming up, my sister Julie, uh, because November 24th is my grandfather's birthday, my mom's dad. And again, tip of the cap to grandpa, because he's essentially the Sherman that begot the Sherman. The, the Sherman. <laughs> uh, so, um, anyway, I'm scheduled to be born, delivered on November, uh, I'm sorry, August 30th, because that's my dad's birthday. The doc calls up my dad early August of that summer um, and says, I've uh, got a big favor to ask. Could you bring Susie in on the 29th? Because I got a golf game uh, at this course. I've never played, always wanted to play. And you can see how that played out. I get delivered on the 29th. The doc 
uh, not on my dad's birthday, a day before. The doc gets to play his round of golf. He comes back in on the 31st to check on my mom and me. Um, and uh, he's got a clipboard over his face, and he's checking my mom and me. And my mom's like, Doc, what's going on? Drop the clipboard. He shows off a big black eye, big shiner. And she looks really, really nasty. Um, and this is how it was conveyed to me over time. I, I remember it, but not quite this clearly. Right. And, um, <laughs> and she said, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, it's just, it looks worse than it is. What happened? Well, I was behind a tree, and I uh, took, took a swing, and the ball ricocheted off the tree and, and came back and hit me. And she said, um, that's fair. <laughs> so um, that's uh, always, always a, a great time being back around uh, Bobolink, and um, there was, oh, you know what? That day, that day, August 29th, 1956, there was, it was a Time Life-sponsored event, and they had a young, upcoming uh, golf, golf uh, uh, you, know, put, you know, star. Arnold Palmer was in the, like he'd, put, you know, tee off on a par three and play with all the groups coming through. So um, that was kind of neat to hear about. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and that, well, that relates to uh, kind of our intro to this episode. You know, if you didn't catch that, it was a nice shout out to Jim Nance and the fact that we've mostly discussed golf in this episode. Uh, we, yourself and myself, um, I believe in, we were lucky enough to go to Pebble Beach and we went, we were even luckier, at least from my perspective, to go to the Pebble Beach Spa. And what I found out during this uh, quick trip that we had there a few years ago was that Jim Nance lives in Pebble Beach. And we were getting a, uh, we were waiting in the lobby of the spa and we're in robes. It's the first time I've ever been in a spa. So, you know, I was just looking around, taking it all in, you know, as you do in spas. And I, this guy walked out of his massage room and he was, uh, you know, oily and, you know, whatever happens in normal massages. Shout out to Bob Kraft. And I recognized, I wasn't looking at him, but I recognized his voice. And it's one of those things where you your brain really can't compute because the person that you know, whether personally or just, you know, through culture or whatever, they're so out of place from the normal environment that, you know, it takes far longer than a normal, oh, hey, how are you, like immediate response. And so it, I had to look at this man in a robe as I was also in a robe, your standard meeting, and it was none other than Jim Nance coming out of a massage, um, which I don't believe a lot of you can say um, that you have seen Jim Nance post-massage in a robe. And if you can, uh, his life is a lot more exciting than I anticipated. Um, but that is how I met the man. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd like to like to think he kind of began his massage and really any interaction he has with, you know, disrobing and saying, hello, friends. <laughs> so that is my, my Jim Nance Masters Pebble Beach massage story. I know a classic trope. Uh, we won't go over it again, but... That's that's all I have for now. Anything else 
on your mind for this Thanksgiving Jim Nance themed episode, Dad? <laughs> um, well, from time to time, thank you, sir. That, uh, that was a that was a great great trip. Um, so from time to time, we'll 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 do a uh, on or near this date mm-hmm. and uh, moment uh, or reflection. And I, I saw something just I don't know in the last week or so that on or near this date in early November of I believe 1981, a gentleman scaled the outside from the ground up to the top of the John Hancock building in Chicago. Really? Yeah. With it, like what equipment? Like was this the first free solo? <laughs> so no, let's see. So November of November of eighty one. Okay. I'm trying to think where oh your mom and I were just married a few months and we were living in Detroit. So um uh getting ready to move to London. So it wasn't you, is what you were saying. It wasn't, it wasn't me, but I, you know, yeah, that, how do you get to that point? That's fascinating. I mean, I mean, it's not like you wake up that morning and go, I'm going to climb the outside of the John Hancock building. You kind of have to practice that, I guess. Right. I can't tell if that's a goal-oriented person or someone at a breaking point, or both. I don't know. Um, yeah. But so was it was a successful climb? I I think so. I I I think he. Well, how do you get? You, eventually, you get apprehended. Right. Well, successful in the sense that, like, he climbed the whole thing, and then yes, yes. was probably yes. arrested. Yeah. Yes, and. Um, you know that's that's just something that uh, you know. I mean, he he scaled well new heights, and um, I gotta tell you, I it 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 took me back to oh about ten years prior to that, the very early seventies. I was just um, starting out uh, as as a, an aspiring pole vaulter. And we had a practice, and I cleared my first height ever. This is freshman year in high school. My first height ever. Now, it was just a practice, and it was on a Saturday. And I I got home that Saturday, and as was the norm on Saturday afternoons, ABC's Wide World of Sports was on, and they had great, great attractions. They, they had... Um, uh, barrel jumping, you know, on, on an ice skating pond. Guys would go zooming around, warming up, warming up, big loops, and then try and leap over a bunch of barrels tied together. That They also had the, the uh, crash cars um, out on Islip, Long Island. Uh, just amazing events. And then the ski jumping and all kinds of things. But, of course, they had the more traditional track and field meets. And that day, when I got home, there was a track and field meet going on. And I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm one of these guys now, because you know, I cleared a height pole vaulting. And it didn't take long, and I watched, and I realized that they, those guys were high jumping 
higher yeah. than I had just pole, pole vaulted. Yeah. That's yeah, so that's tough to realize. Kind of, yeah, not kind of knock me down a few pegs, uh, if you will. Um, so, yeah, that man. So my uh, my my heights weren't weren't quite uh, quite up to the measure of uh, the John Hancock. They were relatively great. You know, it's all about perspective. So yeah, and I I would just like to note, folks, this podcast, as you probably knew, but. I think this episode has really reinforced that. This podcast has everything. What other people are talking about Jim Nance in a robe and then casually go to pole vaulting? Some of you may see that, but that's in your vent in your window. This was just on the surface level, and we we have it all. Um, so, anything else on your mind for this number ten episode, Dad? Um, no, that that's all, all right. I got right now. How about you? All right. Well, no, I'm uh, fresh out of ideas, but I do have our first, I'd say, legitimate advertisement in the sense that this is from the man himself, Dojo. Um, so this is hot, hot off the presses. This, is, you know, as you'll find out, goes really into effect next weekend and going forward. So starting this Friday, November 20th, you can place online orders for pickup on Saturday the 21st. You'll be able to get the same great bagel assortments as always, as well as their new bagel sandwiches. So basically, that starts next weekend, but going forward, you can place an online order every Friday. And this is, again, to reiterate, at Dojo's in St. Louis. So you can't obviously, online. Well, I mean, I guess theoretically you could online order from anywhere throughout the country, but then you would have to then pick it up the next day in St. Louis. So, yes, that is uh, from our sponsor, our main sponsor, Dojo's. So right, Thank you. Yeah, so that was, a, I'd say, a nice, good, quick 10th episode. So signing off on this Master Sunday. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Thanks.